Hey everybody, I'm Travis. And I'm Richard. We're in a band together called Chasing Anthems. We're also friends with similar interests and a passion for music. We're family men and most importantly, followers of Christ. We've met many bands along our musical journey. And we look forward to meeting many more. We created this podcast to introduce our friends we've met along the way. And to share their story as well as ours about what we've learned and experienced. And have some meaningful conversations regarding our faith. You ready? Let's get into this, man. All right, what's going on, guys? It's Richard Travis with Chasing Anthems coming at you with another uh, podcast today. Today, we got Zach Waters with the ZWB out from Sacramento area. How you doing today, man? Hey, good. How's it going, brother? Good, good. So how we came across Zach is different from different bands that we've met across the way a while ago. Me and Travis decided to do this podcast thing, and we wanted to start reaching out to um, expand the horizons here in California and then across nationally. Obviously, we have the other bands that we've talked to. And um, I've been following him on or we've been following him on social media uh, for a while now and watching him grow and watching his band transform um, different pieces and plug and play and the successes that he's done. He's got an album coming out soon. Um, So we're really excited to have you on here tonight, man. What I want from you, if it's cool, just go ahead and give us like a background on you, where where you come from. Are you from here in California? How'd you get into music and and, uh, what are you all about, man? Yeah, man. So, yeah, um, I grew up in uh, Roseville, California, and the band, we, we play a lot of stuff, and we, we're based out of Sacramento, but um, I started playing music at a really young age. I started I started playing the drums when I was eight years old, and um, my dad used to play guitar, and my mom's a really good singer, and so I always grew up with music in the house. You know, my, my pops, my mom used to play stuff, you know, from Guns N' Roses to Albert Albert Collins, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton. My mom always liked Def Leppard and Poison and all, all that do. stuff. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I started playing guitar when I was 10 and I took lessons for a little bit. And then from that point on, I was kind of self-taught. And then, you know, in middle school and high school, I'd meet other kids at my schools that played music and had my first band, like my freshman year of high school. And we did some gigs and stuff. And then you know, a junior in high school, I started sneaking out of school and I'd be out at night playing the bars and, you know, wake up late, miss first period. And about my senior year, I quit the football team. I was playing football at the time and, uh, you know, really decided this is what I want to do. And I formed a band with some older guys. And that year, senior year of high school, we played like 60 club shows doing like the bars wow. and the all over California. And then, uh, Later on, I kind of needed a younger lineup that could do more travel. And then when I was uh, 18, I did my first tour. We went, basically, I call it the Seattle loop. You know, you hit Portland and Eugene and Seattle and come back. And we did that. And I had a pretty consistent lineup for a long time. And yeah, where we are now, I'm cutting my first debut full record um, produced by a guy named Michael Rosen. Awesome guy, really talented producer. I'm honored to work with him. He did stuff with like, you know, back in the day, EMG Records, I think he did stuff with uh, uh, Journey and Santana and Eddie Money and Joe Satriani, nice. all these guys. And so, yeah, we're almost done cutting this record. And 
I'm having a lot of fun, man. I'm having a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we saw uh, quite a few of the videos that you posted online and you definitely are making it happen. I, I'm curious, kind of going back, like so what time period are we talking here when you start when you took that first tour and you said you did the Seattle loop and stuff? That loop was uh not to not to age you, give up, you know, too much information here, but I'm just kind of curious because <laughs> that's no small feat, you know. As uh, that's great. 60 shows, man. You tore it up. Thank you, lot. man. That was uh the, the first tour was 2018 and the tour wow. wasn't 60 dates it was two weeks it was like 10 dates okay, okay. But, yeah uh, well that's that's that sounds standard especially like on the west coast right yeah well yeah i know i learned a lot from that tour i've done three of them now and uh the first two i definitely came back pretty broke i broke even last time it's it's hard to make money on the road and like i'm i don't have a manager we don't have an agent like i've been booking everything and making these connections man i went to nashville and slept on some dude's couch to get my contact for uh, the producer like mm. i'm in a van right now <laughs> but um, i mean you're all they in. don't call it the starving yeah. musician for nothing right and like right? so you can kind of test me to that to like hey man this is it we say we say rock and roll is a tough sport would you say like it's legitly a tough sport <laughs> you it's really cliche but you gotta love it because um I mean, there's days where you, there's days where you want to quit and there's times you don't even want to get out of bed and you don't want to plug that guitar in. But yeah. it's, it's not about what I want. It's about what the music needs. And you really got to be humble in that. Like, it's hard out there, man. And what I've learned, like, I'm 22. Okay. And a lot of my buddies and stuff, you know, they're all finishing college and they're getting good jobs and they got hot girlfriends and all that. And it's... um there's definitely some sacrifice in it, but like, you got to love it. And there's no other way There can't be a plan B. If you love something and you can feel it in your heart, it's a, you disservice yourself by not giving it your all. So you're all in oh, all, the, all, all in. the chips on I'm, the table, no backup plan. I love it. Yeah. All the chips on the table and the ATM is broken. <laughs> the ATM is broken. Yeah. That's what's up. Well, well, you're laying that foundation, you know what I mean? And I think like we've all like as musicians had to make that decision, you know, and like uh, you know, looking back, there's things I wish I would have done differently, even though, you know, I'm very blessed and I, I have nothing to complain about. But I I am very uh I'm proud, man, that you're doing it and you're not looking back and that you're following your heart and your passion and stuff like that. I mean, that's really admirable. And I I'd think say successfully too, right? I mean, some of I we we both stalked you here and checked out a lot of your <laughs> stuff. You played on um the Good Day Good Morning show here in Yuba yeah. City. Your your music videos got almost twenty thousand views. Looks great. I mean, you did some great stuff, man. It's been a good ride. Would you say? I mean, and you're you're getting a lot. It's getting better and better and better. I mean, you know, I uh, I used to get so hung up on like, I guess becoming envious or jealous of maybe what other people got going on and always thinking about the outcome I realized like I'll never be happy because I'm always going to be wanting something more and so over the past year and a half my mindset has just switched to I just want to make the best rock and roll product that I can and like always get better at that because when that gets better I think everything else will follow suit and so it's it, you know it's hard to change a mindset but um it's really important and um, that's kind of where I've been at, just making the best music that I can. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, <laughs> so how no, you, that's, that's good. 
so how do you land like a good morning show? I mean, that that's uh, that's impressive, right? And um, we're nowhere near good day. <clears throat> the good, the good, the or not good day. Yeah, the. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Where's what is happening? Boys, I'm getting a call. There we go. Uh -huh. Um, the good day thing happened because in in 2018, the same year the tour, I won a Sammy for blues. And okay. Because of that, you know. We, we were in um what's that snr magazine and so good day reached out and that's how we did that oh and they then, like, contacted did, you okay they messaged us and then we did um fox 40 and that was from um my my um trying to remember actually how that happened a good buddy mark dembski um i just kind of met him and at that time he was running like the sports anchor for fox 40 and he liked coming to our shows and we had um, my first single came out inside my brain and he really liked the tune and he gave us some coverage. So that's how we did the Fox thing. Yeah. So and much circumstance. Yeah. So much of this is about who, you know, and timing and yeah. stuff like that. Our first um, radio opportunity was because we knew so-and-so that knew so-and-so that plugged it to the right guy. And then before you know it, now we're on the radio and stuff like that. And so it's some of its chance, some of its luck, some of its good timing but uh it's it all goes back to grinding right because you're doing it day in and day out and someone told me once like um you know and i know this is obvious advice and stuff like that but it's like play every show regardless of you know how many people in the audience as if it's your last show or as if you know there's some major record label there that you're trying to impress even if you're in a dive bar with five people there like give it all you got because you just never know who's going to be there who's going to then hand that off to the next person uh who's then going to get you that that ticket to where you know whether it's the radio or some news station you just don't know well right? there's that but definitely that it's also like um you just you don't know what kind of a day someone's having you know if it's one person or a thousand people in the club yeah. like you don't know where someone's at in their life and for me like if i can make someone kind of forget about what might be happening or just make them feel something some feel some fun i mean i yeah. think that goes a long way too just you never know what someone's going through like i don't know that also paying it forward it's man. True, man absolutely yeah i think we've experienced that too where it's like when we're not feeling it they don't feel it but when mm -hmm. you are feeling it like you can turn a crowd quickly when you're having fun but because we you know we're in a i want to call it a rut but we were consistently playing like four hour shows where he was predominantly cover songs and like we do not want to be in a cover band that's not what we aspire that's not what we got into this about right but you got to do it right you got to pay pay your dues to to get into clubs and stuff like that uh, but when you're when you phone it in people can obviously pick up on that quickly yeah. oh yeah so and playing the guitar is my favorite thing to do i mean riding motorcycles is fun but i mean i'm not I'm not any kind of rock star right now. I mean, I'm working two jobs. I teach guitar lessons during the week and I'm, I'm a bus boy on, on the weekends and, you know, scrubbing kitchen floors and all that. So like when I, by the time I get to hit the stage, you know, it's what I've been looking forward to all week. It's my favorite thing in the whole world to do is play yeah. that guitar. That's awesome. He's shred, man. It's, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. It's, I was like watching you play, you know, some of your stuff and it just, it's like, man, it's naturally, you just, shredding up and down that thing and having a great time and i think after a long hard day of working a couple jobs and then to just go like release some some energy is almost like an alternate ego or your real your real persona who you are and you just get to go up there and shred like that and let loose man 
thank I really appreciate that. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. What, what's your so you do a lot of gigging? So this is not an easy time for gigging, and yeah, um, that's a good that's a good one. You know, I know like Sacramento used to have a lot more independent clubs, and correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but a lot of them have been bought out by some of the bigger uh, conglomerates. Like, how are you breaking into those bigger clubs now that they're you know bought out by um, Live Nation and some of the other the the big chains? Like, well, with some of that stuff, um, a few of the cases. I don't want to name drop people, but in some of the cases, these venues that have been bought out by Live Nation, the the owners and the promoters are still very much active. They just um, like they're still working with it. And so I can still reach out to these people if to get on a bill or something. Mm -hmm. So like the infrastructure is different, but the core players are still there. Now, some places like the boardwalk, you know, some of these places are just gone and new things will come in and it'll just have to be again developing and showing a product and trying to get booked i've really changed how we do the gigging too everything's more strategic now i mean i really caught on to what you were saying about doing a bunch of shows and the four hour stuff and covers and doing late nights you know sometimes you're the last person there and um you need to do that stuff i think a lot of people think you don't like you need to do it because that's how you get good playing live how you get tight with your guys but now it's um I'll probably only play Sacramento six times this year, you know, if that. Mm. If we're just trying to keep everything um, really strategic and impactful around here. And we're trying to be touring in the summer, touring the new album. And, um, you know, when you play the same place every time, you know, people can think, oh, like ZWB is coming to town. Like I could just see him, you know, in a couple weeks from now. But, you know, when I'm only here every 60 70 days you know there's a reason to come here and then you know let's make an event let's shoot a music video like you want to be a movie star come out you know make it more of a community idea yeah one of the guys who um gave us some good advice because we we spent a little time at nashville and we talk a lot about this on the podcast but he was talking about kind of building your your circle right Mm -hmm. to build that fan base and then as that fan base grows that circle just continues to grow so you can keep leveraging on that right and so it sounds like that's a lot of what you're doing like you've built that home base in sacramento and now you're starting to break outside of that uh to a more regional is that an accurate you know depiction of what you're you're working on right now definitely because like i want to play 100 shows a year but you can't do 100 within 100 miles just because like i said there's you need to have an element of scarcity to your act and so i mean this has been the hardest thing for me to do like i haven't played a concert since i think october last year when we publicly made the decision to stop playing and that was mainly to finish the record but also we wanted a clean slate a clean calendar to really figure out how we were going to go about this Mm -hmm. and you know it makes it more worthwhile like i haven't played in a few months and so like we have this show coming up on wednesday we got a lot of people coming out i think it's going to be really fun and um i'd rather wait to play something like that than um you know play a dud i mean i play so many duds yeah <laughs> well i, I used i used to <laughs> you're like yeah grown past that i think that's cool i love how i love how um your story has changed too so like in the beginning it was you and it was zach waters and then you had some characters around you and now you've grown into zwb where it's you and you have these more permanent characters how did how did it go from there to there and how is your new like dynamic how was it built 
how did it go from there to there? Well, it all started in 2017. I was talking to um, a potential uh, management company and they told me that they, they wouldn't come see me unless I had a younger lineup and we were kind of given an image. And uh, so that got me right away that narrowed it down to like, I need people closer to my age to play with. And in doing that, I was just hanging out with these guys more often. And then, you know, next thing you know, you know, we're going out for drinks, we're shooting pool, you know, hanging out with the ladies, <laughs> but just hanging out outside of the music, you know, before even with hired guns, you know, you see them at the rehearsal. And when you run guns, you don't have too many of those, you know, you send charts out and do all that. You see them at the rehearsal and you see them at the show and that's it. You go home. And so um, as playing with the younger guys and, making actual connections and friendships with these people it just kind of happened and i'd be lying if i said i write all this stuff myself like i contribute a lot you know yeah a lot of the riffs sometimes are my ideas or the lyrics but it's like i rely on everybody's musicianship sometimes i carve out my own ideas especially my bass player grayson grayson roberts really talented guy awesome dude my favorite dude on the whole planet you know a lot of the times i'll come in with an idea and he'll help shave it into something real nice and we got this new drummer, Jacob Hummer, awesome guy. And um, I like to see, I like to bring an idea and let these guys just kind of run with it. Cause I always have an image of what I want the music to be. But if I go into it closed minded, I mean, it's never going to come out banging. Like everyone's got something to offer. Your, and the, uh, like I said, I just, after a while, the whole Zach Waters thing, it just felt just kind of like John Mayer-ish. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd say he's your Cliff Burton. John Mayer? No, no, your bass is Cliff Burton. I'm saying, you know, <laughs> oh, he's... yeah, we've been doing a lot of reaction video stuff and like, you know, diehard Metallica guys always refer to Cliff as that guy who was the inspiration to a lot of the riffs. And, you know, you don't necessarily think of the bass player as that guy, but uh, it sounds well, like. No, you... Bob Dylan. What did Bob Dylan say? Bob Dylan's like, dude, you're just a bass player. I can get one anywhere or something <laughs> like that. Wasn't he famously yeah. quoted for saying something like that? <laughs> yeah, well, Grayson, I uh, it's I call him the doctor because the guy he's multi talented. Yes. He's got his own studio. Like, yeah, the guy he's a do it all guy, total utility guy, team player, and um, I mean, at the very most, he's a really good friend. You know, and that's, that's awesome. something that's hard to find in the music. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. hard to just, I think in general, it's hard to find a guy that I can be like, yeah, like this is my guy. Like, I'm gonna be playing shows with that guy. I'll never get married, but he'd be in my wedding same thing with the drummer so yeah it is tough it's hard to it find tough, yeah. guys that you trust and who are on the same wavelength we're in a different age bracket richard's now 30 um and uh, <laughs> but because like, then you start adding additional dynamics to it right now you're like i'm, I'm traveling with a family and i'm trying i gotta this i gotta get back to my job i gotta do all these different things and so we found you know we kind of took the opposite approach i think in my earlier years i you know, it was more of like the band thing. And as you get older, um, that can be challenging, but it's awesome if you can find it, you know what I mean? And hang on to it. Mm -hmm. so I, I applaud you, man. Keep going. Yeah. It's a lot easier if you're single too. living in a van is way easier with just you than like, I got a little terrace of a son that his foot would just be in my face all the time. It just wouldn't yeah. be good, man. <laughs> Well, going into the next part, what we like to do here is um, ask, like, everybody's got one, especially doing as many shows as you've got, is like a bad, like, what's your worst show? Like, 
the the worst thing that's ever how you showed up and the system wouldn't work or your string broke right in the middle of a song or what you got man i know you got something for us well our funniest i mean i got a couple i mean there was one time i do this move the chuck berry thing um i do a duck, oh. i do a duck walk move and there is a time where i had a little too much to drink and we were playing and i ran into the floor monitor at a club and i completely i completely uh, i don't know how to say it friendly uh I was on the floor, brother. I like I was on the ground. <laughs> snap, snap the neck on my last ball. Like, oh I was no! Down on the ground, and we stopped playing. Like the band just stopped, and I grabbed the mic and I was like, you know what, folks? Like that—that that is the show. Like that'll be. Thanks so much for coming out. Yeah. But the, the, the worst, <laughs> the worst thing, we had a gig, and this was fairly recent. Um, last fall, we had a show where we were playing. Um on one of the ferries in san francisco they had it they had us playing on the boat nice and this boat was taking people from san francisco to mare island but i had no idea that it was a one-way trip and when i looked through <laughs> oh, no. when i looked through the contract it said like have your roadies or have some sort of transportation waiting for you in mare island but um Oh, I that's didn't hilarious. Read, I didn't read that part. So anyways, we're playing. And that's an hour and a half ferry ride, brother. We play the show and we're in Mare Island. And I go up to the um, to the captain. I'm like, all right, man, like I'm ready to go back home. And he's like, <laughs> we're staying here until the end of this event. We we showed up to Mare Island at noon. <laughs> the event that was taking place on that island ended at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> and so me they and feed the you? band, we were stuck on mare island until 10 at night that's hilarious and we were just walking around skipping rocks just skipping rocks just <laughs> pounding drinks just like doing whatever oh that's that's yeah. a, that's a really really good one man i mean that's rough but that just goes right back to what we were talking about earlier with independent artists not having managers and all this other stuff and you take yeah. on this stuff yourself sometimes it's just like you're looking at the contract you see the money you see this you're like okay check check, check. yeah we're good you guys ready to roll like let's go <laughs> i saw san francisco in the in the check and i said we're we're in we're, it's ready to go. you guys you guys it's hey. next wednesday does that work for you guys like <laughs> the devil's always in the details right oh i have a lesson learned yeah <laughs> let me ask you some more quick questions here so yeah. rapid rapid fire gibson fender what you gibson. got Gibson, okay. In and out or Chick Fil A? In and out. Uh, beaches, or, beach or mountains? Mountains. Uh, sunset, sunrise. Sunset. Burgers or burritos? Uh, burgers, man. This, this is gonna be a like, guitar world's gonna pick this up. So this is <laughs> very important. And last one, most importantly, as a guitar player, Guitar Center or Sweetwater? What you got? Say it one more time. Guitar Center or Sweetwater? Sweetwater. There you go. Oh. Uh, I think I got you on all those, but I like Chick-fil-A. They got the gluten-free buns. <laughs> the gluten-free, yeah. The gluten I'm a sucker buns. for the animal fries and the oh, Neapolitan milkshake. Right? It is good. <laughs> that I mean, those of you that are not from California, listen, you have no idea. Or I should say West Coast. They're branching out. But uh, yeah, in and out is a staple out here for sure. So right on man i got one other question for you so you are going to be opening for switchfoot here pretty soon is that correct mm -hmm. yep that's going to be at Folsom vibe fest on may 21st 
That awesome. is awesome. I saw Switchfoot in 1998. He's he's 40, so there's <laughs> yeah, right. Uh close, but not that close. Um, they were like just breaking out. It was at Laguna Seca Raceway, it was a big Christian festival, and on the bracelet it said Legend of the Zen, I think was the album title, and nobody knew who these guys were and man they blew the roof off that's that show that um it was like a weekend festival and stuff like that but that is awesome man congratulations yep that's a huge um, accomplishment man you should be super proud yeah thank you I'm, I'm really excited for that one i think um and there's a lot of other good bands playing with that but yeah i'm really excited i think switchfoot will be i think the biggest name i've played with like we did stuff with Dawkins and pat travers yt but unless you're listening to that stuff like yeah you're not really i mean Dawkins pretty big but yeah Switchfoot I mean everyone there's more people that know that band that I've told them I'm doing that show than I knew I mean I I didn't know them I had known the name and maybe because I used to ride skateboards as a kid so I always thought the name Switchfoot but yeah I'm really excited for that show it's gonna be a lot of fun I can't wait yeah I mean they're they're on tv they play in the secular arena even though they're they're professing to be a Christian band but they're huge man it's that's awesome that's that's uh those are those connections that, you know, hopefully you get to connect with those guys or their management or whatever. But I, I just hope for you, man, that it just continues to open doors and that you can keep, you know, plugging forward, man. So well, he's think, all in. So it's going to happen, man. It, what's all the chips are on the table. Yeah. You are going to get it, bro. And you sound great. Um, all of your video production stuff looks good. It looks like you got a good team now. Um, so super pulling for you. We're in your corner. Thank you so much for being on here today. And uh, hopefully we can link up with you down the road, man. Yeah, give us some Hey, stuff. that means a lot. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, before you take off, what can we plug for you, man? Give us give us a rundown. Where can people find you? Uh, where can we download your tunes? All that kind of good stuff. Yeah, man. Check us out on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all at ZWB or ZWB official for some of those handles. The biggest plug I can say right now is we're working on my debut record. It's called Up and Running. Um, it's just a party rocking retro rock sounding album um, all brand new songs nobody's heard and um, I'm really excited that's going to be coming out this summer early summer we're, we're shooting for May okay. awesome uh, you should check out our friends uh, plushy we met with them uh, two ep- I think it was the fifth episode they called grungedelic uh-huh. I, think you, I, I think you would like these guys out of Eugene Oregon but uh, we'll send you their links later and you can check them out but uh but we hope to catch one of your shows, man. So we'll be staying in touch. Mm-hmm. And uh, since we're not too far from you, man, hopefully we can link up in the near future. But thank you so much for joining us, man. Hey, thank you so much, guys. All right, man. You have a great evening. Take care. Later on. Peace. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you're an artist interested in joining the conversation or would like to share your feedback, please email us at chasinganthems at gmail.com. We hope you have a blessed day. And we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.